Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is another episode of The Dish with Shayla Brown. Let's dish. So today's topic, what are your deal breakers? What are your deal breakers in a relationship, whether it be a friendship, a romantic relationship? What are your deal breakers? I know I have some. And they change as you like get into different facets of life. But let's dish. Okay, so let's just start with friendships. Because <laughs> relationships we talk about all the time, like romantic relationships. But let's talk about friendships. Okay, my biggest thing across the board, whether it be friendships, relationships, like romantic or whatever, my biggest thing with friendships is lying or one-sided friendships. It can be difficult though, because one-sided can flip back and forth, back and forth. And it's not necessarily a deal breaker, but it kind of changes the way that you look at the friendship, right? But lying, that's a major thing for me, for any of the kind of relationships. It's just like, it's not necessary. It takes too much energy to lie about something. And most people like in friendships will lie about like the silliest and stupidest of things. And you wonder why, like, why, why lie? Just be straight up about it. (laughs) It's just bothersome. The other thing, friendships, you know, the other thing is when people are users, like they use you to their benefit or when it's like timing good for them. Or, you know, it's like it's they're not they're they're a sometimey friend. They're not like a regular friend. They come when things are really good. Things are high. Um, If things are really good for them, then they want to be around you. If things aren't good for them, they don't want to be around you because if they're good for you, they don't want to see it. (laughs) And then those friends that like really, you know, like they'll praise you. They'll. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's that's really nice. That's good that you're doing that. You know, but it doesn't really feel like they're genuinely having that like happiness for you, that congratulatory like attitude. It just seems like it's surfaced, like it's just just a little bit, but not real, you know. So those kind of friends, those are like deal breakers for me because they're turnoffs. Like I'll turn off in a second. And if I turn off, it's just like, okay, I really can't give you the time of day. I'm really not going to invest my energy in you. I'm really not going to tell you like my secrets. I'm not telling you like my, my more intimate stuff because I don't trust you like that. But I could keep you like as an associate friend. Now that's different. See, that's the thing about friendships. You put them on levels based on what it is, are your deal breakers, what it is that you realize about individuals and and how close you can have them to you, you know? Okay, let's talk about romantic relationships. Okay, romantic relationships. Whew. Let me tell you. Like, when you're in your early 20s, you have like this idea of what your deal breakers are, even in your 30s. Let's just say before you even get into a serious relationship, you have what your deal breakers are. Typically, if somebody cheats, you're like, oh, hell no, they cheat on me. I'm gone. I'm not dealing with it, whatever, whatever. But then again, I have to say that depends on where you are, because I have learned that here in Ghana, the women here, they'll care, but they don't care. (laughs) I'm like, what? What the hell? And then that's why a lot of these guys go around thinking like it's their God given right to just be cheating. 
and and it's just so natural. It's just it's just like the thing to do, and you gotta accept it. You're just supposed to deal with it, and it's because these women will tolerate it, and because they'll tolerate it, it's like it's like the okay. So when you get with somebody that is not okay with cheating, and that's their deal breaker, you end up having like different levels of how you have to like alter. Your deal breakers <laughs> because something is considered the norm, which is crazy to me. Okay, so cheating can be like a deal breaker. Let me just say there are some sensible people still even here in Ghana and other places that do not tolerate cheating. You cheat on me, it's like, that's it. So there are still people who feel like that. Okay, another deal breaker. If you find that they have a laziness about them, like there's no like energy, there's no motivation, there's no like dream to do something, there's no, <laughs> there's no forecast for their future. Like even if it means like job, career, investment, children, marriage, whatever, they just seem lazy about life. That could be a deal breaker. What else? Mm, I know. Let's say that you like, have someone that you're involved with and what have you, but they're so distracted, like all the time, like they don't like to give you that attention. They're giving it to their, to their girls or they're giving it to their boys and what have you. They'll give it to their family, you know, but they're not giving you like that attention and you're sitting here like, okay, so what am, what's going on? What am I? And so that could be a deal breaker. Like you see a non-attentive like partner, and then at that point, they're no longer a partner because they're non-attentive. They're like not even there. So they can't even be considered a partner. So it's a deal breaker. It's like, it's done. Nah, I'm not wasting my time with you. Okay, another one. And we're talking about like relationships wise at this level of dating because these particular deal breakers, these become like your deal breakers earlier on. Like, you know, in your earlier years, but also like pre like serious relationship, whatever, whatever. Okay. So another one could be lying again, because let's say somebody tells you all about themselves, right? And as you get like more into the relationship, you find out that everything that they told you is not true. Like, oh, you, you, you don't really live in your own place. Oh, you really do still live with family. Okay. Okay. Not that it would have been a big deal, but the fact that you just lied about it. Okay. Oh, wait, you said you don't have any children. But you do have children. How many children do you have? <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Ooh, that's a big one. Okay. Uh, oh, you, you don't have a job. But I thought you said you do have a job. You don't have a job. Hmm. Okay. Oh, wait. You have a girlfriend? Or wait, you have a boyfriend? I thought you said you weren't with anybody. I thought you said you weren't dating. You weren't seeing anybody. You, you got a whole other person over there calling you like their man or their woman. For real? That's a, ooh, that's huge. <laughs> like those, those are deal breakers because those are red flags. If they're not your deal breaker, they should be because those are red flags that set the precedent as to how the rest of your relationship is gonna be. Let me just tell you, if people lie about themselves from the beginning and on some big stuff like that, I guarantee you they're going to continue to lie about some stuff if you get into a further, more serious relationship with them down the road. 
because they just can't understand the fact that when you lie, you lie, whether it's big or small. And it's difficult for them to like stop because it's just easier for them to just tell the lie. A lot of times it comes from like not really like having accountability for what your situation is in the first place, not even having an acceptance of whatever your situation would be or not wanting to reveal yourself to someone else. And then in the end, realizing it's going to come out anyway. So why lie? And, and just not having like that, that forethought to think like it's going to come back at some point. What do I say then? It takes a lot of energy to keep up a lie. So understand that if somebody is doing those things, lying, they got a boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, they don't really have a job or you find that, you know, they, they have a laziness about their future or whatever. Those things can can roll over into you having like a serious relationship with them. And if that's not a deal breaker from you in the beginning during dating stages, how do you think it changes or what does it do once you are in a serious relationship with a person and you're having to deal with those things? Okay, so let's move into the next stage. You're married. You're married to someone and they cheat. Let me tell you what you thought and how you thought you would respond when you were in your single state is not the same way how you respond in your married state. There's so many other factors that come into play. So where you think, uh, if she cheats on me or if he cheats on me, I'm walking away. I'm, I'm done. I don't want to see them anymore, whatever, whatever. Or I might kill them or whatever, whatever you think your deal breaker is for like cheating, for instance, changes in marriage. Because there's so much other stuff like that's invested in it, whether you have children with that person or let's just say you have years with that person or the fact that you have loved and made this major commitment and never want to be divorced. You never intended to be divorced. The level of commitment in marriage is different from this level of commitment that you don't have in dating. So you just don't throw it away right away. In addition to the fact there's this extra thing that like this ego portion that kicks in like you're not trying to give up your person to the person they cheated with like oh hell no oh you cheated with that person and if I leave you that person's gonna be trying to come in and take over take my spot kind of thing so you have like that kind of like that territorial thing that kicks in as well okay so another one of those deal breakers lying okay so you're married your partner you find is lying to you about some stuff is it really a deal breaker in marriage like it is in dating? No, unfortunately, because you end up having to like love them through the lies. You can discover that your partner is a liar, (laughs) but then what do you do at that point? It depends on the degree of lying. It depends because there can be some major serious lies that can affect your security, your safety, and those things could still be deal breakers in marriage. But there's other things that are like, they're like, It's like pesty kind of stuff. It's like things that like you went and spent this particular money, but you didn't come tell me. Why did you lie about it? Stuff like that. Or this person called you on the phone and you lied and said that they that you didn't know who they were or something, you know, stupid stuff, just the dumbest things. But they do it repetitively and you start to think, okay, my spouse is a liar. But do you do you leave at that point? Is it a deal breaker? Not typically because you're angry about it. You get frustrated about it. You, you learn to like not trust them, but it's not necessarily something that you walk away from the marriage in. 
you basically gonna have to pray your way through that. Just cover them and be like, please re- recover this person from any like life of lying. <laughs> can you save them? Can you like, can you, can you make her like, you know, please start telling the truth, make her truthful or something like, you know, you just, you gonna have to pray over them because at that point you really just, you really just can't leave and walk away from a marriage because you discovered that your person is a liar is it's really different degrees of lying. You know, but you still have to determine like what's your threshold. Like if your partner just lies to you all the time, at some point somebody gets tired of being sick and tired. So it could still end up being a deal breaker. It just is not gonna be a deal breaker right away. But it can be eventually. Cause it wears on people. When you lie to your partner, it's a it's a form of disrespect. It's a lack of of value for who your partner is. So at that point, the person sees it as different, you know. So what else could be a deal breaker? Not being financially like comfortable. Finances is a major thing that comes in the way of couples. And so when you're in your dating thing, you know, it's a little different because it's like to each his own. It should be anyway. But then here you go. You relate that back to like being here in Ghana and for some reason the women feel like they're supposed to find a man to take care of them and they're the ones who are supposed to financially take care of them which is crazy to me women in the states though for instance they'll be like okay I'm making my money you're making your money and they even have like this kind of like running joke like his money is my money and my money is my money (laughs) but his money is our money like that kind of thing but the women there they want their own money there's some we call them gold diggers that's what we call them. We call them gold diggers because they just digging for gold. They're not looking for their own thing. They're just trying to get up on somebody else. But here in Ghana, the mindset of looking for a man and expecting like money, like give me money so I can go chop today or um, give me money. I need to find a place or let me have these children so they can be taking care of me all the time. And it's not like this partnership thing. You're not thinking partnership like we're going to work together. Let's both make our money or, you know, let me make my own money. You go make your own money. We blend this together and we're good. Or, you know, if something should happen to you, just know I'll be able to take care of myself mentality. And if in the case you end up in a situation and and the man is taking care of you, and that's something that you all have agreed on, he, he likes to take care of you, he wants to take care of you, understand that that is, that is a, um, that's, that's a, not something that's a given. It's not something that just automatically just happens and it's expected. It's something that is chosen because of how that particular man is and how he feels about his partner. But he still should and, and he still should feel comfortable and know that if something should happen though, that she's very capable of taking care of and taking care of the household or the children or making sure that things are in order. She gotta be sensible. You can't just sit back and just expect Uh But the finances in marriage can become an issue because the biggest weight in a marriage is finances. So if you have that weight on one person, it could end up eventually being a deal breaker. And it may not be a deal breaker where they physically leave the relationship, but they can mentally, emotionally leave a relationship. But there's many times where someone will literally walk away because of finances, you know, And so there could also be like stingy partners, like they just never like to spend. They never like to spend on you. They don't show anything, you know, financial toward you, like like buying gifts or something like that. That can also be like a turnoff, which not necessarily a deal breaker, but it can make somebody emotionally, mentally check out. 
See, when I think deal breakers when it comes to marriage, I don't necessarily think it leads you to divorce. I think that it means that it leads you to a separation mentally, emotionally. Emotionally, you will separate yourself from being full on in that relationship because you're just turned off from the behavior or from the lie or from the, you know, the the lack of finances or how the person manages finances. You can mentally, emotionally be turned off, which is the same thing as like your deal breaker. You're no longer openly, fully committed into the relationship the way that you should with like no no bars, no walls up, nothing. You know, you just fully are loving and giving yourself to the other person. But when you get those deal breakers up in there, it literally will like shut certain things down. You're no longer as like affectionate or you're no longer as loving openly. You're no longer just um, vulnerable in the way in how you decide to treat the other person or what things you express to them because you have like this kind of thing on your shoulder. You're weighing like all these things that like have irked you, have like irritated you about them. And because you were in a committed relationship, you're not as easy to walk away. So what do you do though? When you, when you get to that point, what is it that you do? When you've come across your deal breakers and you, you, you feel not necessarily stuck, but the things that you saw as your deal breakers are now things that you're kind of being forced to have to, to deal with and manage because of the commitment that you've made. What do you, how do you handle it? Well, the biggest thing is you have to literally see if there's a way to even communicate with your partner to get past it. Like these are typically my deal breakers and you're, you're kind of forcing me into this and how can we like compromise on that? Cause it's, it's not going to work for me if it's only one sided is how you basically have to say it to them. And as your partner, they should come back to you and it should be like a discussion about it. Like they should be able to have a, a middle ground to where if this is something that they've done and unable to change, okay, let's let's figure out a way to get past that. If this is something that they're just haphazardly doing because they just want to, then it becomes a selfish thing. So now you have to take a step back, meaning the other partner, so that it can now give some sort of understanding to the relationship, to the marriage that you have with that other person. It's got to make sense. If it doesn't make sense and it comes and looks just very selfish or just one-sided and just, you know, at that point, it's going to cause further conflict. And as your partner, they have an obligation to resolve it. They have an obligation to make sure that in your mind, you are not going to continue to be emotionally and mentally separated. It just causes for further tension within the relationship and will cause for further problems as you go in your communication. And communication is key. That's like everything. So be able to communicate, first of all, when you feel like one of your deal breakers, that line is being crossed. Two, try to come up with something that can be a compromise, which would lead to a resolution to where you can feel a sense of comfort and being able to move forward, move around it, move past it, right? The other thing is, is that when something happens though, you can't hold on to it. You can't hold like the grudge, like something happened. You've got to be able to like get past it and have a line of forgiveness. Doesn't necessarily mean forget. It just means you have to have a line of forgiveness and then give the partner a chance to rectify, to make amends on it. 
If they don't rectify and make amends on it, you have to move past it for your own sake, for your own peace of mind and sanity. And then you have to figure out a way to avoid the same issue happening, or you have to figure out a way of where that person can feel open to come and communicate with you prior to some of these deal breakers being a problem again. And that's where you have to talk about the compromise to make sure that you guys are on the same page and not only just on the same page, but on the same page to where you understand that if this happens, this is how I feel about it. And if we don't resolve this now, you're going to put me in this place of feeling like this or it's going to make me react like that. And you need to be very clear about it. So just to sum this all up, at the end of the day, Deal breakers are there to create an understanding of what your level of tolerance is. But understand that deal breakers aren't necessarily things that break the deal, especially if you're married versus dating. When you're in the dating situation, understand that some of those things that you see as deal breakers can be red flags and know that those red flags don't necessarily go away if you decide to be in a more serious relationship with the person. Deal breakers in marriage are not necessarily deal breakers, meaning like you get divorced. Deal breakers in marriage mean that you will emotionally, mentally check out and you need to be able to have different levels of um, of not acceptance, but different levels of toleration. You have to be able to find ways to communicate with your partner on how to resolve those deal breakers before they become a problem that will lead to other problems. Right. So. Thank you for joining me. Appreciate your time. (laughs) Hope you've gotten something from this. Make sure that you go and like and follow on IG or Facebook, The Dish with Shayla Brown. Make sure you follow the platform on Anchor and all the episodes are posted there from previous and all the new episodes will be posted there as well. So episode next coming up is going to be what do you do after a breakup? So thank you again for joining me. This was another episode of The Dish with Shayla Brown.